All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Just after four o'clock, how are you, Jason Greger? Sean Brown, Connor Holly with you on Sports 1440. As it is a lovely Tuesday, by the way, reminder. Go to papajohns.ca. 40% off. It's Connor Halley's favorite day of the week. He loves it. His favorite code word. 40 Tuesday. Yeah. Got it on the fridge, so I never forget. Yeah, 40, what, what is this? Cheap? 40% off, Brownie. Oh, God, you engage her. Oh. Pepperoni bacon, yeah. Pepperoni bacon. Have you tried it with the uh, the ranch instead of tomato sauce? Not with pep and bacon, mm. but I have had it with ranch. Very oh, good. Oh, I love that. Get I the love brownie the too. Oh Ooh, God, oh, yeah, man. the brownie at Papa John. <laughs> the brownie, you should get the brownie at Papa John's, buddy. It's unreal. It's almost as ne- good as your lovely wives. Really, I've oh. never had that. I would have yeah. never thought that they would have. A God, brownie no, work. seriously, it is unreal. You got to try it. I, uh, I highly recommend sweets. You know, you don't have to take my advice on a lot of things, but sweets, I'm, a, I'm a sweet expert. Chewy. Oh, very. Stick to the top of your mouth, yeah, Chewy? Yeah, not that sticky. <laughs> not gummy. I, I kind of like a gummy. Yeah. You like a gummy? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you said like... I like a gummy. I'm like, I've never <laughs> had a gummy. No, I know that's what the kids are all into today, but uh, not so much uh, me. Uh, hey, guys, has McDavid hit 1,000 points this year from the burglar? Well, that means he would need 59 more points uh, the rest of the season. Um I guess you'd never say never, but I would say a very low chance because he'd have to have 150 points uh, this season, right? He would need 60, no, 59 more points, which would be a hell of a season. Don't get me wrong, but I don't, um, I don't see that happening, right? He'd have to get bang on 150. Could he do it? I guess, but the orders, what do they have? Um, 26, 26 games left. 
the orders. So he's going to have to have over two points per game for, for that long of a stretch. I know he's kind of been on that stretch right now lately. So with McDavid, two points a night, you never want to count it up. But I'm, I wouldn't I, expect that coming no. down the stretch here, playing the games that they're going to be playing. But the funny it, thing is, March is his best month by far. I don't know. And that's what, when they play more games. He, what's out of reach of this guy? Yeah, he's just like, incredible. Like he says it. Uh, yeah. now, hey, Gregor, what's the answer? I'm curious. I've been waiting. Uh, yes, the question I, I said, so Connor McDavid is now amongst only five people in NHL history to have done something. You want, you want to give a guess, Brownie? Like, and it's a pretty hard, you know, obviously only five guys have done it. And you have to do it multiple times, so that's my hint. Yeah, it has to be point. I, I, I don't even know. Um, Cons, you got a guess? Uh, no, not one is it. No. Uh, he, has, he is the fifth player in NHL history to have six seasons of 70 or more assists. Really? Yeah. Wayne Gretzky had 16 seasons with 70 or more assists. <laughs> uh, and 11 of them, he had 100 assists. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. Meryl Lemieux had eight seasons with 70-plus uh, assists. Connor McDavid now has six. Bobby Orr has six. Paul Coffey has six. That's it. McDavid, amongst active players, has had six seasons of uh, 70 points. Nikita Kucherov will get there this year. That'll be his third. So he's double everybody else. Crosby's only had two. right? And and then the other guys, Leon Dreisaitl, um, Huberto, Goudreau, Roman Yossi, and a few others, uh, they've done it once. Artemi Panarin, Blake Wheeler. So they had one 70-assist season. Like most guys are like, if I can get 70 points, that's pretty good. Oh, that's amazing. Like, yeah, like McDavid is, is right now, he's on pace for 103 assists, which only Marilyn Mew once had 114, and uh, Wayne Gretzky 10 times had 103 assists or more. Bobby Orr is the only other player to have 100 assists. He had 102. So, in fact, no other players have even had 98 assists in a season other than those three. So, like, McDavid is, he's entering territory you just don't see. I know some people are a little concerned about the goal scoring. McDavid talked about, hey, you know what, have I passed up a few? Probably. But uh, his point production, his impact in the game is still uh, incredibly high. And uh, you're seeing it's four consecutive 70 assist seasons that, that he's mastered. Like, think about that. There's, there's nobody else in the NHL who's ever had in their careers more than two. Kucherov will get to three this season, barring injury. He's he's very close. What does he need? Six assists? I think he's going to get six assists uh, down the stretch, no question. But it is, it's pretty remarkable. I, I always like to look for these things to remind myself, when you watch greatness, always appreciate it because you might never get to see it again. One, oh, yeah, we're, we're lucky. I Like I said, there isn't a lot of guys in the league that I would pay to go see, and I'm lucky that I'm part of the Oilers alumni they throw a couple tickets here and there and i get to watch them we're all very very fortunate to have this guy in our city um and just being able to watch him the it's funny he's so far ahead in all the numbers and statistics that you're throwing out there but the one thing i find he's so far behind i think it's weird and i think he left the bench again yesterday and it it's probably something that they should you know the training staff or maybe have this sorted out as you know games become more important especially in the playoffs when you need them is his skate? He doesn't have to quick trigger skates, right? So if he loses an edge, I don't think it's as easy as taking out because he's got to take his skate. He's got to take, yeah, you got to take your skate uh, but off. I, but I'm going to tell you, Brownie. That's a, I will ask him the question, but I'm going to guarantee you 
He's going to be like, I don't like the feel of them. Well, one, I know, 100%, yeah. but it's, I, I would be doing everything I could at some point, but try to get him into the newest technology because could you imagine that in the playoffs, right? If he loses an edge for whatever reason and you miss him for a shift or two, you know, it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get it. There's probably no one more in tune with his body and his equipment than him, but it's just funny. He's just so far ahead of everyone in today's game with his skill set and ability, but he still doesn't have, you know, skates that, you know, are, <laughs> would change as quickly as everyone else's. Uh, you know what? That's a unique observation. I've never really uh, thought about it. I, I do have a funny uh, one for you as well. When, when you watch, you know, because nowadays, I know you're a shooting guy. Lots of people are really into their sticks, right? Mm-hmm. So I had, I had a conversation. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't want, I, I'm going to take that all back. <laughs> because I, I I'm gonna I want to write the article I want to I get it in depth because I got to ask the guy a few more questions. So I ran into a player last night who was just talking about stick stuff, and I was amazed at how little he cares about it. He's kind of oh, it's gross. It's you like look an, at his knob. It's, it's, no, no, not McDavid. It's not oh, McDavid. Okay. It's another player um, <laughs> who who just do, and you're like how can and but he's a good a very good offensive player in the league, but he's not. Some guys are really fixated on their stick. Like they need to lie. They need yeah, this. Yeah, they need yeah. that. Yeah. He's like, I don't Great even know job. what my lie is. Yeah. That was his exact. I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of refreshing. Yeah. It's like you know what? There's certain skills yeah. we you can convince yourself. Oh, if I get this stick, I'm gonna shoot yeah. better or shoot more accurate. Yeah. Uh, I think this guy proves that. Guess what? That ain't the case. It's usually the those guys are. A rarity, right? Yeah. I mean, it's funny, like, you know, looking at McDavid's stick, I mean, you see it sometimes and, you know, someone will step on it. He'll have a, you know, his tape job will be all ripped up or his knob. You can yeah, tell he doesn't care. Yeah. Where, you know, most guys are always redoing their knob, always redoing in between periods their, their stick blade. And, you know, McDavid just seems like he's a guy that when he gets something and likes something, he's not getting away from it, right? Yeah. He's pretty unique that way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I played with lots of guys. I mean, John Madden was probably one of the worst guys for being finicky and and overthinking maybe a little bit, but he always put his insoles and then he had different layers of insoles to maybe lift them up or and I'm talking like a piece of paper he would have in there. And you know, it was just amazing to me to see you know, how finicky he was. Another guy, too, was actually funny. Um, and I bought his skates off of him because they weren't even close to being broken down. <laughs> was uh, oh, Friesen, Jeff Friesen. Okay. So as I got closer to the end of the season and he was starting to dial his game in, he got even more finicky with his equipment. So he used to go like a pair of skates like every month. Right. And I'd be like, and so there was, I go in the trainer's room and there was this, all these Bauer skates just sitting there. And I was like, what, what are you doing with these uh, extra skates here? And he's like, well, free, free, they're done. They're broken down. He doesn't want them. I'm like, broken down. I'm like, they're barely you. They're barely a mark on them. I'm like, can I take, and he, he had the same size feet as my brother. And so I was like, hey, I'll, my brother will use those. So I, I think my brother still uses them. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, there you go. Uh, 418, uh, yeah. Jason Strudwick will uh, uh, join us uh, momentarily. We're going to talk about the Oilers' defensive game last night, which uh, I thought was pretty impressive, especially, you know, the first period. I know they were down early, but if you look at the amount, they gave up no chances. That first period was was kind of a little bit of a skating in mud at times. There wasn't a whole bunch going on. And the other thing we are going to talk about, Brownie, is the need, in my opinion, they got to have a significant upgrade on this team's fourth line right now. 
Um, do not get sucked in to thinking this fourth line is going to help you in the playoffs. There was way too many times, and I should have counted. I should have had a Hartnell down count because the Oiler fourth line guys, how many times they fell last game? I'm sorry. That to me is an issue. We're going to get to it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'll ask Brownie and Struds about an ex and Gregor show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, man, it's a good song. I'm not going to lie. I think it's underrated. I'll go back. Let's Jason. get a little Motown. Motown. For Black History Month, let's get some Motown. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go, cons. There you go. There's your request from Brownie. I like it. I love Motown. Are you kidding me, man? I grew up on that. Oh, so did I. My dad. Oof. Oh, man. There's so many good tunes from there. I remember watching Michael Jackson do the moonwalk. Oh, yeah. We were as a family. Yeah. I remember that because we were sitting with a family and another family. It was like a big event. Mm-hmm. Oh, the four tops. Oh, man, there's so many I could go through. It's unbelievable. Temptations. Oof. Love that. Great genre of music. What Great. about the jersey that the Oilers did there? How nice was that? And once again, I was on the ice staring at McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> Uncomfortable again. <laughs> Who let the weirdo on the ice? <laughs> nice. Uh, let's... Um Let's get to the uh, to Struds On, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. The no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at LegacyHeating.ca. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. It's a memory. That's what you remember, memories. Uh, it's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? It's time for Struds On. Jason Greger, Sean Brown with you as we welcome in, uh, of course, uh, the co-host of Got Your Back podcast, a former NHL runner-up in uh, Battle of the Blades, and uh, really good door opener, I noticed, uh, this past uh, weekend as the assistant coach on his uh, U- U11 team, Jason Strudwick joins us. Struddy, how you doing? Well, I, I was shocked. So your team played before our team played, and then you came in our dressing room, and one of our kids said he liked your glasses. Oh, just kids so you know, got taste, buddy. That, that kid's got <laughs> such good taste. And I saw him. He was just lighting it up after that, too. Oh, it's unreal. He got benched. He was benched. Two periods. Two period benching. And he was lucky he played in the third. We got an injury. He had to play. Was it those yellow ones? What yeah. color were they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so hey, Browning. You know what? Some people have fashion, and then there's guys like Brownie and Struds who, you know, it's debatable. So that's hey, that happens. I could tell that that kid is. I'll tell you. Let's just fast forward ten years. That kid's on the path to success. I'm just telling you right now. I got more pa- more fashion in my pinky that I don't even have a nail <sighs> than you do. Uh, are you, uh, uh, well, you're ready, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't say, yeah, yeah, you're looking at it. You can't say anything. You cannot say oh, anything. the two sweater boys over here. Hey, Struddy Brownie, nice sweater, like unbelievable. Uh, uh, Struds, um, as a defenseman, uh, last night the orders uh, kind of got back to what was winning them games. Um, even in the first period, they got down. They didn't really give up anything that period. Now they didn't generate much, but really, like outside of one mistake in that game, I thought. Was a pretty solid defensive effort. Yeah, it was. You know, and I, I think that sometimes, you know, I think we're used to, as, as a fan base and as media to watch kind of high event hockey and it's exciting. And, you know, when we think back to when the Oilers are winning all those games, most of those games are fairly low event. 
right? There weren't a ton of trading chances. So, you know, maybe we as, as media and as fans have to recalibrate what we think is a good game. Um, you know, I enjoyed that game yesterday. I, I thought that, like, that's a, a kind of a playoff-style game. I think both teams knew it was on the line. Um, and you're right, like, there was the one error by Bouchard, but that happens, man. Like, you know, you're going to get caught outside the dots, your toe is facing the wrong way. But, um, you know, for, for the rest of it, like, I, I, I thought the guys did a good job in kind of limiting the, the, the chances, like, especially the night before against Cali, we've seen many different kind of chances. It was, it was a lot more low event. And, you know, I, for one, I, I, I think that's great. I love watching that because I think that's sustainable for success. Stretty, when uh, you know you look at the game before, Dreisaitl took a penalty that he probably a play that he'd probably want to take back. You look at his game yesterday. I think he obviously played a much better game. What was what was it? What did you like about his game yesterday? Uh, and about you know he's he's off. You know, at times I think it's something that we're all aware of. You know, his body language. He gets frustrated. He shows people maybe a side that you know not you know we probably don't want to see but what did you think of his game because to me he played a great game a, uh, a game where his body language was good he helped out his team in a lot of ways what were your thoughts there's you know everyone has off days right and there's and there's penalties that you like i think i can even think of now this is years after my career there's penalties i'd love to have back you know and you just i remember we were playing in the islanders and uh, Richie Pilon ran one of our players, and I literally just like, I, and he fell down, and I did like uh, elbow drop. Now I sharpened up my elbow, and I elbow dropped him on the ice. And I, I, if I remember correctly, I, I, I think they scored. I, or it was a, it was really bad. And Mark Crawford was so mad at me, and I still can't imagine like, why did I do that? Like I, I don't even when I wrestled outside their ice, I didn't elbow drop. I was always a figure four kind of guy, so it made <laughs> no sense. It was such a weird reaction to do that, and I still feel sick when I do that. So. You saw Leon's reaction to the penalty. It was it was a bad penalty in a, in a heated moment, and it just kind of made things worse for the owner. So you, that's like rock bond. You're like, God, I can't do that. So there's a reset, and everyone has that. Everyone has that. You know, some people are more pronounced because you're one of the greatest players on the planet, but you reset. So he came back last night, and he was an absolute bull. And, you know, the play that I think kind of defined what he did last night was he we decided he's going to take uh, Drew Doughty on one-on-one and just drove around him with one arm on his stick, one hand on his stick, flicks a shot up, you know, a couple, couple of feet off the ice, whatever, and almost scores. Like, that, he was so determined, moving his feet. And I, I've always said it, like, Leon, he, he's a great passer and he can do so many things, but just like a lot of big guys, when they're moving their feet, they're a lot more effective when they're standing still. And I thought last night he was skating and, I mean, the back checks he showed, all those things was very positive. So, it's just a reset, man. Like, everyone, we all kind of get sliding down and something happens like, whoa, okay, we, we really got to pay attention and kind of get it going. So, he's not the first player it's happened to, but unfortunately for him, it's very public because He's Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, well, no, it's true. Um, there was a bad penalty, though, no question about it. And, you know, I think his body language in the Minnesota and Calgary game, I'm sorry, it just, it's, it's not what you'd want from your leader. It's, it's, and I think, you know, it was much better last game, and so it's all about how you react to it. So it was much better. Um, I do want to get into something, that, and, it, and it, like, I know the order's won, but I've been watching the games lately, Struds, and is it just me or, like, do you need more physicality from Darnell Nurse? Like, it seems like his, like, we don't see much physicality from him anymore for a big, strong, physical guy who's supposed to be. Like, I'm not really seeing it. Where do you come out on it? Well, yeah, I think that, you know, Darnell is, he's such an athlete. He's just, well, obviously, his family, they just, they're in every sport and they're the great in every sport that uh, anyone in their family does. You know, you need to have 
someone with a little bit of a presence in front of that net and, and, and entering their zone. Exactly. And and it's, um, I think when you put him beside CeCe, who's a very strong guy as well, and he doesn't have much bite to his game, you know, two big guys that, you know, although they, they defend pretty hard and they're, you know, they do a lot of good things, there's not that edge to it. And I think that you need someone to be the leader on your team that brings that edge. You know, Vander Kane brings it. I think Dylan Holloway's trying to bring it. Uh, Vinny Darnay, he's trying to bring it, but his minutes are, although they're creeping up, they're, they're less than Darnell. So I, I think that, you know, I haven't, I never, I haven't thought that consciously, but now you bring it up, Griggs. I think that the idea of him to add that edge to his game, especially now you're trending towards the playoffs, or they, you know, two dozen playoff or games away from the playoffs. Yeah. You want to start adding that edge so it's it's harder to play against. Um for, for five on five in your own zone. You know, and you know, uh, you look at Adam Larson, the way he's playing and the way he plays in Seattle, he's a pretty hard guy to play against. He's dirty. He's a hitter, but he also uses his stick quite quite well. Um, I think that's something that both Co- uh, Cody and, and Darnell could use to uh, just just to make it more uncomfortable in their own zone and around the net, and make it make guys not want to come around their net too often. Like and Darnell showed at the end of the, the Flames game, but I think that was more maybe frustration. Uh, based more than a, a conscious decision to be, I'm going to try to be physical and hard, um, kind of all over the ice. Jason Strudwick joins us, and I, I just think it's something that I need to see more. Like, if you look at the role they've placed him in, right? Like, you know, Bouchard and Echo play the most with McDavid by a significant amount, so you know they're looking for offense there. Obviously, you know, Nurse gets to play with Drysaddle and stuff, but plays as, almost as much with the bottom six guys as he does with with Drysaddle. And so, you know what? That's the role now. And to me, I just, like, I haven't loved that pair's game. Like, I thought Nurse had a really, I just found since the All-Star break, like everybody else, you know, he slipped a little bit. Um, and I, prior to that, I thought he was having a really good year. But the one thing I've noticed, I just, to me, I need to see a little bit more physicality from him. And, you know, you're supposed to be the leader of that defense. And when, and you talk about, cause where'd they score that, that first goal? Right? Battle in front of the net struds and like getting like to me sometimes it looks like the positioning's off. Right? Am I wrong on that? Like I see some of the battles he's there, but he's losing the battle, and I'm like, well, this guy's six four, two twenty five. He should be winning more of those. So is his position sometimes not what you'd like on those net front battles? It comes and goes for everybody. You know, there's I think the only guy in history of hockey who's always been in the right place for his whole time life is Nicholas Lidstrom. Other than that, we've all screwed up, right? And we're all been on the wrong side. So generally speaking, a D man, there's rarely a time where you should not be between your man and your net. Like I, I'm I'm not unless you have the puck and you're in a breakaway skating away from him, you should be between him and your net. So they always have to skate through you. Like I always tell kids, make them skate through your chest to get to the net. That's that's what we want as as defenders. So it's 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 hard to do, and you have to always be aware and always be ready to go. Now there are different ways you can do that. Now you know smaller players will use their feet to defend, like your like Duncan Keith, although he was a bit dirty, but his feet were always moving to make sure he moved maneuver uh, himself in that position. Darnell Nurse, he's a big guy. You can cross check guys and, and push guys off and kind of direct them where you want to go. An example is when I go into the corner to defend Sean Brown, if he tries to jump back to the middle, I just give him a little push with my hand and kind of push them back so now I can jump towards my net and he can't. And that slows down his ability to get to the front of the net. So that's the ways to cheat to you know kind of slow guys down or to make their road to the net or to the good ice they want a lot harder. I definitely, you know, you watch some of the better teams and, and the teams that are, you know, playoff 
you know, have are, are going to be making a big run and a big push in the playoffs are the teams that have the back end that are going to make the top players, you know, pay a price. And, you know, when you watch and look at the, the Oilers forwards, you know, Evander Kane to me is probably the only guy. There's a lot of guys that hit. Like if you watch, they're, they're hitting, right? But there's a difference between when Kane hits and anyone else hits, right? Kane hits, yeah. I think, to actually hurt you, to put you through the boards, yeah. right? And, you know, that's, that's a little bit of a concern for me when I, especially when I look at the fourth line, right? I mean, oh, man. I mean, I was watching, I watched the games obviously, and, and, you know, you look at, and it has nothing to do with these guys. They're, they're super guys, great teammates, great guys, I'm sure. But, you know, Brown and Ryan just to me aren't big enough, aren't strong enough, aren't, aren't, you know, they're falling down. Oh, last it, night it was what? Hartnell down for those two. My goodness. <laughs> when they're right. And I just, as the games get tougher and you need that meat and you need that size, you need that great, you need guys to wear other teams down. I, are you seeing it in their fourth line? Are you seeing it with those guys? And if, if they're not doing it, like who's going to do that? Yeah. So, I mean, Evander Kane is a huge part of this team. There's no doubt about it. And he, 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 and we saw it against Calgary in that one series. Like, he can turn a series on its ear, the way that he approaches the game and his intimidation, the way he talks. Like, he is, he is the alpha male for that, <laughs> if that type of play. But you can't do it by yourself, right? You need help. He needs other guys when he's not on the ice to kind of keep on wearing those D men down. And, you know, you look at Vegas's D. When they're healthy, they're monsters. You know, last year, I forget what it was, Greg. The shortest guy is like 6'2", I think. You know, isn't, it, isn't that, and that's, I think, a guy who, who previously won a Stanley Cup in Martinez. So there's a lot of big guys back there. So you need to just kind of keep chopping them down with getting physical, physical on them. Now, I was a pretty big deal. I was a real brownie. When I saw, um, Nate, you know, a, a smaller guy, like, not that he really hit me, but Patrick King coming and hit me, I'm like, yeah, take a run, no problem. Like, you're not even, you know, you're like, it's like a, a bug on a windshield. Now, if you have a guy like Chris Simon coming down on you and he was going to really run you through, like, I got to brace myself, move the puck quick and be ready for this hit. So I think there does have to be some heavier, bigger bodies that can wear those guys down. And, and, and you know, even in the case of like Shea Theodore, if you get a little lick on him, a little hit in the offensive zone, that slows him down from jumping up into the play. And just like I talked about D-men pushing their forwards, kind of, you know, keeping them in the corner, give them a little shove, and you jump to the middle, and he has to take a longer road to the net. It's the same thing when you forecheck a guy. So let's say, you know, you go back, Sean Brown goes D-to-D to Shea Theodore, and I put a little hit on Shea Theodore and just slow him down for a second. Over the course of seven games, that wears him down. And now his legs maybe aren't quite the same in game six or seven as they were in game one and two. But you've got to just continuously do it. But if it's a smaller body, like Shea's a pretty big guy. And I'm not saying he's an animal out there, but I don't think he'd really mind a smaller body. So it's a long way of saying I do think they have to find some guys with um, some bigger bodies uh, to, to, to mix in with the, the Derek Ryans and Connor Browns to make it harder on the other team and, and just tire you out. And, and you know, when you're, when you're defending your own zone and there's heavy players and you're battling in the corner and battling in the front and they might not even get a shot, but that's like, they come off and you're like, God, that's a hard minute shift right there. Yes. And, you know, how often can we say that about the Oilers? They move the puck quick, but they don't always grind it down. That's why a Fogel, Holloway, McLeod, Perry, like those guys have to have those heavy hard shifts and grind down those D-men over the course of a seven-game series. Yeah, I, I definitely think Edmonton, you know, here we are, we're, we're 10 days away from the, the trade deadline. It's pretty 
pretty quiet so far across the NHL uh, since the Sean Monahan trade 25 days ago. Uh, I, I think obviously it's going to heat up next week, but and the orders I, I expect to be uh, to front and center for sure. We know they're going to get another a number seven defenseman at bare minimum, and then it's a uh, you know a matter of. Will they make a big splash uh, for a top four D man? Can they upgrade on CC? Maybe. Um, you know, do what about a, a fourth line center? Uh, another big winger? Uh, can they get a top six? Like they can't get all of them, of course, but uh, they'll definitely be uh, looking for some. Uh, where, where do you come out? Oh, sorry to jump in there, Greg's. Uh, where do you come out on Rempe? I mean, when I, you, you think of a fourth line guy, a young have you guy. seen their fourth line? Who's New York's? No. So Rempe is six, eight, yeah. 240. They've got um, um, Barkley Goudreau, who's their center iceman, and, he, and he's literally, and I'm not even joking about this, guys, he's the shrimp of their line. He's six foot two, 210. And then uh, the other guy in, in New York, I, I got to pull up his name because I was looking, he's six seven two fifty. 250. Right now, that's, that's their sweet. fourth. Yeah. That's their, yeah, the big Swede. In, uh, you know, and, yeah. and I'm like, uh, Adam Edstrom. Right, like they are massive, and I just I look at the order. Like I looked at Vegas's fourth line, and they and they played aggressive. They were physical. Like I look at the orders, and I understand the need for a top six, but scoring goals isn't the orders' problem, right? I think they score enough goals. Would it be nice to get a guy? Sure. If there was a power forward, even better, but I don't really see one. So I, to me, I would still argue upgrading two guys in the fourth line. They're going to give you size, speed, and physicality. Would be would be better, Struds. What about you? Like, if you can make one move, would you add two fourth line guys or a top six guy? What would you do? Yeah, I, I hear you, and and I think well, two things. First, I, I think that you need to get um, just a heavier presence that can wear teams down and grind it out, and and, and you know, like I kind of talked previously, I think that's really important. So, you know, I, I've always I, – I liked Adam Henrique. I don't know how he can fit that in. I mean, I guess you can trade him twice and make it happen because I think he's a Swiss Army knife that kind of plays around your lineup. But that fourth line – it doesn't mean that Derek Ryan and Connor Brown and those guys can't have an impact in the series because they will. But you want to be able to throw different looks. Right now, I think the others are limited, limited in what they can look, put together as a look in that fourth line. Same with Sam Gandhi. I think he will play a role in the playoffs. There's no doubt. But – you got to have something that's different. They have quite a bit of the same, and I think that's maybe the challenge for, for Ken Holland. And the second thing on Rempe and Brownie, I'm not sure if you saw the fight he had uh, in Columbus, yep. but, um, but for a big guy, he fights really small. And, you know, there is no way that a player who is five or six inches shorter than you should be tagging you with punches. So I hope that someone, I don't know who they have there in, in New York, they can talk to him, but he is, he is fighting straight up with smaller guys who are literally hitting him in the face. And that's, that's a very, like, it looks fun and it, it, or it looks cool and it's great for the, the Instagram account. But the problem is that could be a very short-lived um, a short-lived way of fighting. And for me, it's just very dangerous. So I, I love his enthusiasm. I think he's a great story, and he's from Alberta. But his fighting style, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it, guys. It is, he fights as a very, like a very small man for a very big guy. Absolutely. I mean, I remember getting in a fight with Peter Worrell, and you remember him, how big he was in <laughs> oh, his, his arms. Yeah. I remember, I mean, by the time I looked at him, got my head up, he was at the other side of the mall. <laughs> looking at him, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, how do I get to this guy? He's an area code away. So, yeah, I mean, someone well, I, definitely has to help him. What are your thoughts on, like, we're, as an organ, you know, we, I don't know if you listen, but we had Brant Myers on, who you know. Um, you know, where where do you think, how do you, and I think Spectre actually wrote a report, uh, an article on trying to protect this, you know, young athlete that's 
obviously doing a great job and 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 uh, is very eager to get involved physically. Where you come out on, you know, the organization or maybe team and how you handle him moving forward? Because he's got a couple tough games coming up here. I think they need someone there that can talk to him, right? And, and, and it's hard, you know, just like it's difficult for Jason Strutter to walk up to Connor McDavid as a teammate and talk to him about scoring goals, it's difficult for Connor McDavid to come to the back of the bus and tell Jason Strudwick how to fight, right? You need to have someone who's been in it. And I, and I give credit to Louis DeBrusque. You know, not the best-looking guy, but he'd always talk to the <laughs> fighters. Or if we pulled him aside and said, hey, Louis, you know what I mean? Like, this is – I remember especially with Steve McIntyre. And, and, and Louis would never bring his – he'd never come home and say something, but if Mac said to him, hey, I'm fighting this guy, what do you think? And he would give him some tips, right? And, and so – because you have to have been through it. It's, it's, it's really – you know, the best way to learn how to fight is to fight. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. So, you know, if you've never fought, it's kind of hard to, to give a guy tips. So I don't, I, I, I looked over that roster. I don't know who the guy is. Maybe Jacob Truber, I guess, you know, the captain. But, I mean, he's been in a handful of fights. So I, I would just like to see him, you know, when he's fighting, just take your time. You don't have to start teeing off on each other, like, you know, you know trying to go toe to toe. Step, step back, stretch the guy out a bit. Get, maybe twist him up a little bit. He's a strong guy. And then just start hitting him. You know, I fought Eric Cairns, and he was the same thing. He was a giant. I grabbed him. I thought I had his shoulder. I looked up. I think I had his wrist. That's how far away from me he was. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to die today. <laughs> and, uh, but so that is when I'm like, okay, I got to use my length, right? And you start figuring it out. So, yeah. like, I love the enthusiasm. I love this, the, the story. And I don't want to be the negative guy, but... I, you know, you've seen guys come up and just blast away and fighting like crazy, but you still have to have a plan, right? You can't just go in there and just swing away because it, it, it is, it's a dangerous style of fighting that I, I wouldn't advocate for anybody. It's funny that we used to have, uh, you know, we had Daryl Duke, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know Daryl Duke. I sure. mean, he was yeah. outstanding yeah. and unbelievable for George and I and everyone else in the organization for just taking that anxiety and understanding that role and the feelings and uh, you know, I know he had a big impact on George and, and a huge impact on me. And yeah, having those guys in your organization are, are obviously very, very valuable. I also played with a guy, PJ Stock, and, you know, his style was, yeah. you know, yeah. it was lights out. It was highlight reel after highlight reel of fight. But, you know, it, it comes at a cost, right? I, I'm pretty sure he had the retina torn in his eye in one of his last fights, yeah. right? Like it just... You know, it's great to fight that way, but if you want to have a career, you know, you got to kind of fight smart. And, you know, you've been in a situation, I've been in a situation fighting. It is tough to teach. And I have kids all the time like, hey, you know, can you teach me how to fight? And it's like, you know, what do I, you know, can you help me with this? Help me with that. And it's like, you know, if it's hard to teach, you just got to do it, you know, and if you got to ask and the more questions you ask, you obviously don't want to do it, right? Because you'll learn because I don't know how you felt about it, but like, I learn just by getting into it. And the more fights you get in, the more you learn from each fight and you understand it. Yeah. Well, I, I had a guy, Chris Murray Jr., he said to me, he goes, you know how you, you learn to fight? You got to make sure you just see through the punches. And I remember thinking, that means I have to get hit? And he's like, yes, you're going to get hit. And I was like, ooh, that's not as much fun. You know, like, and then he's right, though. You have to just, as the punch is coming, you cannot flinch. You have to just keep Look, on chucking. Keep your head And up. see through the punches. Yeah. And it's so hard. So you go and tell... You know, who, I mean, Rempe is obviously, he's comfortable doing that, but he doesn't have to do that. But for someone who's 19 or 20, they say, hey, you got to take punches. Like, excuse me? 
Uh, yeah, you're gonna take. You're gonna eat some. You're not just gonna give. Everyone loves the idea of just giving it to someone. No one is comfortable with the idea of taking it. Like no one's like, oh, I'll take five punches to give one. That's sometimes what happens, and it's very, very scary. So for Rempia, you're, I love the way he phrased that. It's a long career he's looking at, so he's got to really. I think he's got to maybe adjust the way he's fighting. Well, one last one for you, Struds. Did you happen to watch Cindy Crawford nail the uh, the puck? In the, at the at Chris Chelios night, shot it from center ice, right through the little hole in the middle of the net. Yeah, I saw it. You know what? And, and a little part of me said, you know what? What might have been? You know, she and I obviously had that moment. What uh, <laughs> is it? About eight, eight, nine, ten years ago. But we're both happy. That's what eight, I love. Like, nine, ten so years ago. Great. Holy, what are you talking about? It was like twenty years ago. Yeah. No, no. I was about the kids. My kids were only like one or two. But I mean, she's happy. I'm oh. happy in my life. We're both healthy. Am I missing? Vibrant looking. Oh, yeah. Am I missing something? Yeah, Did they have a moment? He, well, he claims, <laughs> he claims they have. Like I'm still. I want to get. I want to get. My whole goal is to. I, and I've done pretty good sleuth work. I'm going to try to track down Sydney. I'm going to send her a picture. Say, dear me, this guy claims you had a moment. I would just love to see a response. Because if it was a moment. You'd remember the moment. Could it have no, been someone moment. behind you? <laughs> no, no, nobody. I, I know. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've, I've been stung with the look a few times from people. Right? I'm not saying I'm a model, but like, you know, you get that zing. Know. You know, when you're younger, so I know what it looks like. I know the, I know what it looks like, and I, I know that she, she had gave me the look. And I mean, whatever. I mean, it's, it's it doesn't mean we're, we're dating or anything or in a relationship. We we're both married. You like playing um, Izzy's? Eh? Who blink first? <laughs> No, no, it, it, it's a long, so we were, I was walking it out of a hotel and she was walking in and she literally rubbernecked. Um, <laughs> no, guys, I, I, I don't know. Now she rubbernecked. Well, no, I mean, she had to. I mean, I was walking pretty quick. Oh. Um, but anyways, it's not, listen, we're both happy. We're in good relationships. And uh, yeah, it was great to see her score. Um, did you send I, her, I did you send her a, a congratulatory a, text? I don't, I don't want to make, it's hard. You know, I'm sure there's some. Some miss romance there, but whatever. We both had, like I said, buddy. We're still happy and She's probably wondering why you she didn't hold right the door open yeah. for her. Yeah, hey? Exactly, it was a, it was no. a great shot right down the pipe. <laughs> Who's this right? guy that didn't hold the door down open the for me? Strutty, and, uh, enjoy tonight. We will uh, chat with you next Tuesday. See you guys. Have a good one. It's uh, Jason Strudwick. Uh, shared him on that rubbernecking. Hey, but you know, no. Brownie, when Brownie came on the show earlier, what did he say? You tell the same story over and over and you just add <laughs> layers to it. When uh, we were, it was, well, it was a good layer right yeah. there. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with five questions on the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 4.55. Welcome back to the show. A busy Tuesday afternoon. Jason Gregor, Sean Brown with you. Live in the Ewell studio for all your electrical needs. Your local electrical distributor. And, man, they are rolling right now. Uh, they're hot. So hot. If uh, if you remember a certain modeling movie from the days, check it out at ewell.ca. Uh, a lot of texts uh, coming in. Guys, I enjoy when you guys can mix in uh, real stories, funny stories with sports, and then uh, your rants. That's what I love most about the station, the diversity. Thanks. From Doug. Hey, Doug, we appreciate that every now and then. Hey, that's kind of, you know, I try to be a, a station that I think that's human in the sense that, hey, you're passionate about sports, but uh, you like other things too. We mix uh, we mix those in. 
Let's get to uh, five questions now brought to you by The Brick. And, hey, I know what you like at The Brick. You like savings, and that's what they focus on. And uh, whether you want uh, furniture, mattresses, appliances, or big screen TVs, they have it all at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one for you today. Uh, Vincent debate on Evan Bouchard and his defensive ability. Started on Fantasy Frenzy, went into the lowdown flow tide, and continued on the Jason Greger show. If you had to give him a letter grade on his defensive skills today, what would it be? A letter grade? I'm, I don't, I'm going to give him like a, a, a B. Um, I think he, you know, he plays so much that those mistakes that he makes, you know, become magnified because he's obviously playing against better competition as well. But I think he's come a long way. I think the other side of his game and his overall game to me is, you know, you can't, those guys are hard to find. So I'm going to give him a B. I mean, it's not perfect, but I, I think he's on his way. He's still young. He's got a long way to go, but I have no problem with his game. His overall game is, you know, because, you know, his he's elite offensively. Like, he's in the top, like, he'd be A-plus offensively. He's a C defensively. And I don't, I don't see why people have to get their nose out of joint. There's only one defenseman in the NHL who's on a playoff team who's been on the ice for more goals against 5-on-5, five five, and that's Darren Radish in Tampa Bay. All right. Um, Bouchard is on the ice for a lot of goals, on the ice for lots of goals against. So, uh I, I I don't think you can shy away from it. Uh, does it mean that Evan Bouchard's a bad player? No, because he's elite. And there's very few guys that are elite at one thing. Right? You might be like the orders don't have any other defensemen who are elite defensively. None of them. Right. So he's elite offensively. But I think if we're just talking pure defending, I don't think it's as na- that's not what we got to the NHL for. No one was like, hey, we're drafting Evan Bouchard because he's going to become a dominant defensive player. Like. Draft him for what he's good at. Accept the things that he's not elite. Is he improved? I agree he's improved, but I would say he's a C today defensively. Question number two, in honor of Matt Rempe and the start to his career with the fight, uh, who are your top three fighters in the NHL today? Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with Reeves would probably be be the top guy. Um, Oliver, that Matthew from Columbus there. Um Man, that was that was impressive to watch him stand in the tube and just throw with that type of power, um, you know. And probably I, I'm going to go with Tom Wilson. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall—whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Tom Wilson, big, heavy, strong, physical, can fight. Yeah, there's my three. All right. Um, it's a good question. Like, so, like, there's not a lot of guys who fight a bunch, right? But uh, I'm not picking a guy who doesn't play a whole bunch, right? Like, I'd like a guy who can fight and play, and there's, there's not a lot. So... Uh, Brady Kachuk would be on my list for today's fighters. He can fight guys. Uh, he obviously has got, uh, what has he got? 25, 26 goals. Um, I, uh, a guy who I think is actually pretty tough is, uh, Yona Gadjevich in, uh, in Florida. He can, uh, he can chuck him. And I'm going Nick Delorier in Philadelphia, man. That guy. He, he, yeah. he's, yeah. A, he's an old school, just, um, as you saw his face in that tilt, like he gives a lot, but he takes a lot. Um, at times, it's the old-fashioned brownie. It's a face uh, punch fight, and that's what he's in. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three for you guys. Uh, with the NFL Combine testing getting going this week, if you had to participate in one event, which do you feel you would do the best in? So here's the events. There's a 40-yard dash, the bench press, the vertical jump, the broad jump, the uh, 20-yard shuttle, the uh, three-cone drill. Um, the drug screening, I would dominate in that one, uh, cause I don't do drugs. So the, does that count? Cause that would be the one for sure. I know I'd be Tom, you can't get any better. I don't have any. So that would be the easiest one, but I will say, um, well, out of the ones that I'd probably be the best at, it would probably be the, uh, uh, definitely not the bench. Um, not the vertical jump. Um, probably the 20 yard shuttle. Huh. Like I wouldn't dominate yeah. body stretch, but for me, yeah. that's the one I'd feel the most comfortable in. Brownie, you know what? I, I back in the day, I would I'd probably do very well in all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a pretty good athlete. But yeah. what was your like? What would you say if you had to pick one that you felt like okay, this is the one I'd be the best? At? Probably my vertical. Oh yeah, pretty I got, good. I got, I got, got good some hops. hops. I got some really good hops. Okay, yeah. there we go. The vert jump. I like it. Question number four: a Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Alec Manoa hitting three batters in under two innings pitch today. It is spring training. Any concern for you guys? Get out of your system early, kid. That's the, the that's what spring training's for. He hasn't pitched in in a situation like that in what eight months. I I think people are going to go crazy over it. Uh, you know, it's two innings. Let's uh, the you know the guy. There's probably a lot in his mind. Everything else going out there. So I, I don't get too concerned. It's it's February 27th. If it's March 27th and he's still plucking three guys in two innings <laughs> and giving up balls and throwing it in the dirt, well, then, yeah, you got a problem. Doesn't that add a little bit of value to your game if you can be a little <laughs> bit? I mean, do you want someone yeah. digging in and yeah, getting comfortable? Exactly. Jeez, would, this guy's away. Yeah. The wild thing out there, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a little bit concerning just because of the season that he had, and it seems like mentally he struggles with the game. He's our Jack Campbell, uh, I think. I think, you know, for me, I think it was it would probably be important for him and the organization to see him start well. I think he needs it. Um, but I agree with you, it is early. But I, I myself like the wildness to his because I think the last thing you want anyone feeling is comfortable at the plate. Final question for you guys. Uh, from what I've read on this day, way back in 1996, Happy Madison Productions was found. Of course, Adam Sandler and a whole lot of his movies. If you had a favorite movie made by this company, what would it be? I'll just go with uh, Happy Gilmore. That was always, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler fan, but uh, I did enjoy Happy Gilmore. I did like to see him scrap with uh, Bob Barker there. Neil Bruins. Now, I don't think te- I don't think Happy was part of this yet, um, but I could be I could be wrong on that. But I don't think I think Happy came in before they. God, started. I struggle at these movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the Fifty uh, um, First Dates. That would be the uh, the one. You know, pretty cheesy, but uh, but good. You know. And, uh, he's had a lot of like you know Deuce Bigelow. Man, it was, was funny. There was parts like of it that. that were funny. Um, Little Nicky, I didn't like at all. Um, Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I might go with that one. Cons. What about you? Uh, probably not the most popular one on the list, but Grandma's Boy. If you guys haven't seen it, I don't think it no. had too much commercial success, but Grandma's very funny. Boy. Yeah. Who's in that? Sandler? Uh, no, his crew. It's oh. it's kind of the guys you see in other movies. Also, okay. uh, Linda Cardellini, I'm a fan of as well. Oh, all so, right. yeah, I check that one out. It's stupid. It's immature, but it is funny. <laughs> it's immature, right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong. <laughs> hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with that. You're like, yeah, it's a little. There's yeah. nothing wrong with a little immature movie. Absolutely. You know, going in, you get it. Hundred percent. Yeah, you don't need to be a serious Sally all the time. Absolutely. Brownie, good week, good stuff today, buddy. We will chat with you next Tuesday. I go and see my dad. Oh yeah, some of his, I want to uh, hear. I want to hear about the yeah. post-show yeah. evaluation for Mr. Yeah. Brown. So from, I expect hey, some notes next yeah. week. Tell him, feel free to email me his criticisms, tips, so. tips. I'm coming right now. All right, let's go. <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, the con man of sports. Fourteen forty update brought to you by Booster Juice. There's only a few days left in February. Uh, maybe it's your lucky day. They are rewarding you for being you. Two different names every day, and you get a free juice at Booster Juice today. Jessica and Mark, congratulations. Get down to Booster Juice today for your free drink and uh, download the uh, Booster Juice Rewards app and find out if the final two days could be you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.